the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Doors for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Happy August 15th to you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. (coughs) Excuse me. Where did that come from? Interesting day on Wall Street so far. Um, Wall Street getting slammed. So it was set up as a bad day. It is definitely feeling very negative. Down SP for August, following yesterday's sell-off, is now down um, for August. Bob Sani on CNBC pointed out that the drop has occurred amid extremely low volume, but it's at its lowest level in over a month. Investors have a slew of economic reports today to play with. We'll talk about those. Dow component Walmart leads the morning's list of corporate earnings. Kohl's is out there. Estee Lauder. Perigo. Dell's moved up its quarterly report to this afternoon. Applied Materials and Nordstrom also going to report. Cisco made news yesterday after the market closed. They basically forecast uh, cutting 4,000 jobs. Now, I live in the Bay Area on the peninsula. If you are outside the area, we've got the peninsula. We've got the South Bay, which is slightly south of the peninsula. Then you have the East Bay. Then you have Marin. Then you have San Francisco. There's a lot of jobs on the peninsula. I live on the peninsula. Cisco has a lot of jobs on the peninsula. So anytime I see 4,000 jobs, I'm thinking, uh oh, maybe my neighbor is going to have to sell his house. Cisco's revenue forecast for the second quarter is near the low end of forecast as its customers remain cautious about tech spending. That's just not what we wanted to see. Keep in mind, we're adding not enough jobs, and when you lose 4,000, that's pretty big. NetApp reported fiscal quarter profit of 53 cents a share, 4 cents above expectations. Investors are focused on the current forecast, though. Analysts are concerned that the maker of data storage network equipment may not see the usual pickup in government spending. Agile Technologies, the maker of test equipment, also predicted current quarter revenue that's below street forecast. Wayhauser, they increased their dividend by 10%, effective with the dividend payable September 13th. Apple and China Mobile are progressing smoothly. Talks, that would help the stock. Both sides are optimistic about a possible agreement between Apple and the world's largest mobile phone carrier. China Mobile does not yet offer Apple's iPhone. That would open up the opportunity to hundreds of millions of new customers. 
Dilliard's second quarter profit of 79 cents a share beat expectations by five cents. The retailer's revenue was short of the consensus, but Dilliard's did cut expenses and increase profit margins. So those are some of the basics out there today. As you can see, there was a lot of guidance on the negative side, or on the weaker side is probably the more correct way of saying that. The issue with guidance that the companies provide, you know, Cisco beat the expectations. Walmart was in line. Cisco, however, sounded a cautious note about the economic outlook, provided tepid, tepid revenue growth. Walmart issued guidance for the third quarter of the fiscal year that would blow the current expectations, saying customers are cautious. So Cisco, business customers... Walmart, individual people. And they said sales for the last 13 weeks are relatively flat. There's not a lot of wage growth out there. So this could be, instead of tapering, causing the market correction, maybe it's just August starting it off. Um, Not liking what we're seeing, especially in the world of guidance. Um... Other stories of note, Cisco and Walmart don't exactly paint that, you know, encouraging growth picture. So we're paying attention to that today. Let's take a look at how the actual numbers are playing out today. Happy holiday for some of you who are trying to cram in last-second vacations before the kiddies go back to school. Um, let's see what we got here. SP 500 down 24. The Nasdaq up. What Dow up? This is quite dubious. The 10-year Treasury. I'm interested in seeing that. Sits at almost 2.8 percent. You might remember a couple months ago we were getting into this area. Back in early July, it got up to 2.7. Then pulled all the way back. All the way back down to 2.5, and then it got back up to 2.7. Seven two, and then it pulled all the way back to two six, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's gotten up to two seven nine. That is a fresh. Let's see. Uh, last time it was here was July of two thousand twelve. So that's a two year high on the ten year treasury. Very very interesting to me. I'm hoping it's interesting to you because, honestly, that's part of what's... Oh, let's take a look at gold. See how gold's doing on that story. I would imagine that well. It's down 5, 1327. I'd say gold's probably got some downside on that phase. Google. Google is working on another way to try to get you to cut the cord. Um, obviously, Internet service is something we all want and desire. The truth is, the cord running into your house usually carries more than just your television signal. Buying video content from iTunes is more affordable, but you're still going to have to pay a company with a monopoly pricing in order to get the bandwidth you want to download content. Depending on how far out of town you live, you know, there's not a lot of options on the cable company. I know people, and I know this is tough to believe because we're in such a densely populated area. I know people who live out in the country that don't get cable TV, so they have to use satellite. Cable modems, 30 megabits per second. Pretty smooth. Satellite internet speeds in the past are small fractions of that. So how are we going to get satellite that's fast enough? Hughes, a division 
of EchoStar has a consumer satellite service, as does Viasat. The product with the most potential comes from Google, though, a project called O3B, which is claiming speeds of up to one gigabyte from its medium orbit satellites compared to Google's own vaunted fiber offering networks. So you're going to see O3B debut later this year, one gigabit per second. Is that enough? Yeah. Keep in mind, cable modems are at 30 megabits per second. So Google's working on yet another kind of off-Google kind of thing, right? I don't know. Just saying. American Express in the news today. They're taking a stake in a mobile ad tech company. It's a big milestone for a company called KIP, K-I-P, K-I-I-P which has taken investments from Interpublic, the ad agency company. KIP's mobile ads differ from everyone else's in that they reward app users with discounts, coupons, or free product. Just completing levels in a game for achieving goals, milestones, and non-game apps. It's taken $15.3 million in funding, including the Interpublic stake. So... American Express trying to stay relevant in the mobile platform, buying into an ad company. Let's go to Tim from San Francisco. Tim? Oops. That's, that's a couple days old. <laughs> Whoops. He's the guy that called in and uh, changed his question from a tech question all the way to uh, a trading question. When sell. Anyhow, anyway, I got a TV show coming up Mondays at 11 a.m. Mondays at 11 a.m. on Channel 4 Cron. Find me right now on YouTube, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, or Facebook fan page, Cron 4 Rob Black. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So we've had a big stock market rally, everyone knows about, for four and a half years. Five years, depending on how you want to count it. We've had a lot of drama in that period of time. One of the things that we've had is a 10-year treasury under 3%. That's typically considered low cost of money. So our government's willing to give you under a 3% return each year for the next 10 years. It's the thought. It's not bad. It's better than a stick in the eye, but can people, you, in your life, you need your money to make money because you only work from 20 to 60. And then you get either a pension or you live off what you earn from age 20 to 60. So you kind of lose that ability to go out there and earn income. Old people working, just not that sexy, right? So Wall Street right now has an atmosphere. It's kind of damp. 
We're not having a good day. Are we going to get crushed by it? It's tough to say. The Dow's down 24. The Nasdaq's down 61. The SP, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, is down 209. So it's not a good day. Now, we've gone such a long period where we've had good day after good day after good day after good day after good day. One of the problems with the markets is, you know, smaller, cheaper, faster. You know the basic concept <clears throat> of technology. Um, Cisco down 7% today. Saying, you know, business enterprises are not spending what we want them to. Facebook played with 38. Can't seem to get above it. Facebook's unique. They serve over 125 million Americans a day open up their Facebook pages. Now, that's impressive. If you could figure out how to put advertisements in front of them. Because not only, you know, on, on this station, we have a rough guesstimate of how many people are listening in the East Bay and the South Bay. It's tough to target commercials, though, in just the East Bay. You know, Mama's Pizza, Roni. They don't serve a lot of local ads to just one section. Or it's tough to know that that section is listening and will respond. Facebook knows exactly where you're listening at. They know your exact location when you sign in. So Apple's a little lower today. It had a very good week with Carl Icahn taking a stake in the company. Netflix a little lower today, down 3 bucks to 257 It's had an amazing year. Carl Icahn owns Netflix. You know, his percent in Netflix, he could kind of bully the company around. His percent in Apple, he really can't. It's just too small, or Apple's just too big of a company. So Cisco and Walmart are dragging down the stocks today, and it's kind of obvious why. One represents the consumer, and one represents the business. And we are either or as a nation. Walmart reported lower than expected second quarter at least sales. I told you recently the 10-year treasuries chipped into two-year high areas. Hmm, this is interesting. Uh, before I go into that commentary there, uh, J.C. Penney's shares rose after investment manager George Soros revealed the size of his stake in the company. Gannett slid after Berkshire Hathaway. The investment firm run by billionaire Warren Buffett unloaded its shares in the newspaper giant. Berkshire closed a holding in the quarterly filings. Excuse me. Dish Network's out there today. Berkshire also bought shares of Dish, Suncor Energy, and ramped up its ownership of General Motors. Warren Buffett is more right than wrong. As an amateur investor, that's something you need to quickly learn and digest. As a professional investor as well. European markets weaker today. Asian markets lower today. Now, I want to get back to that little foray that I was talking about where we've seen the 10-year Treasury now hit 2.79%, a two-year high. The cost of money is ticking higher. When the 10-year Treasury hits 5%, 6%, I buy bonds. When the 10-year Treasury hits 25 3%, I buy stocks. When the 10-year Treasury is at one5 to 25 I buy a lot of stocks. The average rate for the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is at 4.4%. So says Freddie Mac. Fixed mortgage rates have been bouncing around over the past few weeks on market speculation. The Fed's going to taper some of their monetary stimulus in September. 
The rate has meandered a little bit recently. The 30-year rate averaged 3.62% a year ago, and now it's at 4.4%. So if you have a mortgage at 3.8% down to 3.3%, you've got something more powerful than someone who's got a mortgage at 4.4%. The value of your mortgage, in my opinion, can't be underestimated. Average rate on the five-year treasury, hybrid adjustable rate mortgage. It's recently increased from 3.1% to 3.2%. 15-year mortgages has ticked up to 3.44% from last week's 3.43. So money's getting a little bit more expensive. Now, National Association of Home Builder, the NAHB, confidence rose in August to the highest level in nearly eight years on gains in current sales conditions and prospective ones. So Americans, according to the home builders, want to buy new homes. So the component measuring current sales conditions rose 3.62. The component measuring sales of expectations in the next six months rose. So housing so far isn't getting deemed very much by the higher mortgage rates. And that's important. We want the autos and we want the housing sectors to do their thing. We want the tech sector and the enterprise sector to do its thing. We want the consumer to get wage inflation so that they can afford to go out there and do their thing. It's a little bit of a problem. We're not getting a lot of wage inflation out there. Manufacturing activity in the Philadelphia region retreated in August after hitting its highest level in over two years in July. The bank's business condition index fell to a 9.3 reading from a 19.8. So there's no question that we have a summer lull like we did last year, like we did the year before. The question is, does it pick up in the back half of the year? And does it pick up fast or does it pick up in an anemic manner? Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. You listen to Rob Black and your money. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Um, a couple things. Just got an email that basically said nice things. But let me read it to you. Good morning, Rob. I've been listening to your show for years off and on, except for the past year when I've been religiously listening to your podcast the day after or the day it's on the air. As I need to be at work before 7 a.m. Yes, I'm addicted to your show. I have a couple questions. And this comes from Linda. Um, is there an audiobook that I could listen to when you go on vacation that may explain the economy and how it all works in a simplified way that is current or update? Um, I like the Wall Street Journal um, to stay on top of things when I'm away. Let's say I go to Mexico. I 
don't mind picking up a journal and seeing, hey, what's happening in America? With that said, Diane, I know you're addicted right now. I know the market's doing well. But there's going to come a time where the market doesn't do well, and it's going to, you know, you can be a little anxious. Most people stop opening their stock statements. Most people stop listening to stock media, financial media. You need to get into a place where you tune out on occasion. You give yourself a little bit of a break from this. In large part, it's pretty intense. Um, so find something you love, something you enjoy, music, maybe a book on tape by your favorite author. Book on tape. <laughs> That's funny. What do you think of some of the other stock shows on the station? Um, some of them differ like Golden Clay. You know, um, I don't like the idea of becoming addicted to any show. I appreciate the compliment that you threw out there. In the end, financial shows, hopefully, whether it be radio, television, or newsletters, hopefully they just give you another angle that helps you digest the information, but it's going into your body and you need to process it in your ways. Um, when are you... By the way, I think CFP Chad Burton show from one to two. I'd pay to listen to that. Now everyone knows that I've you know got a tie and I've worked with him for fifteen plus years. But I had work I've worked with him fifteen plus years because I think what he does is good stuff. I got him his own radio show um, up in Portland, Oregon, many 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 years ago. Um, I, I think he's very very good at what he does. So it, then she Diane asked the final question. She says. Uh, when you do go on vacation, what are you planning for your show? Uh, typically best ofs. I do a lot of segments that are generic and by nature. Um, and uh, I don't know. That's about all I got for that one. So you can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about IPOs. You know, Fox Factory, ticker symbol F-O-X-F. We're seeing a very good year for IPOs, and typically some people would say that's not a good thing. That that represents a rush to the market before it collapses and people no longer care. When it's down market, people don't care as much and they don't pay as much attention. Fox Factory, ticker symbol F-O-X-F. Um, not a lot of enthusiasm a manufacturer of suspension products for off-road vehicles. When you dig into the company, you start to say, okay, I'm starting to understand it a little bit better. So it's publicly traded. When a company comes public, they issue what's called a prospectus. And that prospectus and the red herring, and it's the financial information that is on the company. It also tells you why you should care, if you should care, who the competitors are. And when you dig into the company, you learn that they've got a pristine reputation. They've got a popular brand name. Again, what do they do? Off-road vehicles that make suspension products. And there's a growing desire to go off-road. Sports. The variety of vehicles that they supply to are impressive. It's a company with sub $100 million in revenue. They're on pace, though, to reach $300 million in revenue this year. So I'm not 
the right age to even talk about this. Mountain bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, snowmobiles, on-road vehicles with off-road capabilities. Ford Polaris are some of their bigger original equipment manufacturers. It sells to 150 OEMs. High-performance products are widely recognized as top in the class. So you start making a case for the company. You know, I've told you it's got great product. It's got good partners. It's got a good brand name. It's got a competitive advantage. You know, its products are used at world-class racing events. Revenue growth has been better than expected. Sales up 19% last year. Sales up this year, look, up 20%. Look, that's good growth. You're not getting that from Apple right now. So look at your growth company and see if you're getting that kind of revenue growth. Probably not, right? They've got additional in markets that it can tap into that their products would fit in well. Now, I've talked about the off-roading angle, but they can go into military vehicles, RVs, commercial trucks. There's the international growth where their market could be open up into China, South Korea, Australia, Brazil, Argentina. Gross margins are always going to be an issue. So it expects gross margins to be stable for the next few years at about 28%. So you're starting to build the case. Do you see how you do it? If the sales keep going up, then you're like, wow, this thing looks cheap at two time, 2.4 times last year's sales. You take the market cap of the company and you start figuring out for every dollar of the stock what it's worth. Let's take a look at their 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 sales. So it's profitable. It's solid. It's got leading products, leading position. No one's following it. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not going to introduce a new operating system. There's solid potential here. So it's called Fox Factory. Um, take a look at it. Take your symbol F-O-X-F. That's F-O-X-F. It is a small company, so it is seriously not for everyone, okay? It's one of those companies that you have to study their competition, which I haven't been able to do yet. It IPO'd at $18. It's now at $17. If you take a look at their PE, it's going to scare you a little bit. But when you start taking a look at their PE next year, it's a lot cheaper. Like I said, just from reading their prospectus. That's where all the financial information is. No analyst has an opinion on the stock at this point in time. I'll update you in the coming weeks and days about the company. And again, consult a broker advisor before taking any action on any stocks mentioned. Right? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, just a little stock talk there. Let's take a look at how much time we've got. Oh, this is my long segment. I totally forgot. Cisco CEO reveals some stunning numbers about the slowdown of the big emerging markets. Shares of Cisco are getting clubbed today like a baby seal. CEO John Chambers said that while emerging markets as a whole grew by 8%, the big emerging markets grew by only 1%. He said, our emerging market business was up 8%. We saw mixed results in our top five emerging markets with India and Mexico up double digits, but Brazil and Russia approximately flat, China down 6%. Okay, so do you have a Chinese mutual fund? Their businesses aren't spending on Cisco. Now, there could be some competitive issues there. Mexico and India up. I kind of like Mexico right now as a 
a play on the U.S. and a play on the oil market. Mexico's opening up their oil fields uh, to outside investors, whereas in past, they've always kind of done it through state-owned companies. So John Chambers went on to say the changes in macroeconomic conditions in the emerging markets, both positive and negative, are driving more inconsistent growth than in the past. Weakness also at Walmart today, which also missed earnings thanks to bad international markets. Cisco laying off 4,000 employees. Um, they've been laying off people for a while. They've been shrinking their sales force. Last quarter, they earned $2.23 billion, not shabby. Revenue was $12.4 billion, up 6%. So we'll keep watching that one. 800-516-1220. There's a new Homeland teaser out there, which shows an unstable carry. I hope she doesn't get typecast because she's playing crazy and unstable pretty darn well, if you follow me. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about Let's take a look at the market numbers, see if we've broken out of our trends of the day yet. Um, we've got the Dow down 200. Does that feel bad to you, or does it feel summary? NASDAQ's down 57. So factory activity off to a slow start in August. Keep in mind, we're now we're going to start looking at back to school, and Walmart doesn't show a pickup there. Back to school's a big sales time of the year, right? Then you start getting into the holidays and you're starting to predict, uh-oh, maybe holiday sales are going to be weak. So this is a moment of doubt in the market, a pause in the summertime months. We've had it now for three years in a row. Does the, does the slowdown bleed into a gut-wrenching decline? Who knows? I can tell you the market's had a good year so far, so a little give back is healthy and normal. It's Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. On AM This is a show of collecting information and finding stuff that might interest you. This is not a show that is well polished and spit on and cleaned up. This would be a new $100 bill. There's always the debate of coins versus paper money. Coins last a lot longer. But a new $100 bill was destroyed after basically a mistake on it. Um, and now you're going, wow. In this day and age, we make printing mistakes. So, uh, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> so there's a new $100 bill, and you want to know its features just so you know, like, you don't get ripped off, Right. So it's starting to, uh, some of the new security features on it. 
uh, a lot more colors. Uh, it's got a bell and an inkwell. It's got a 3D security ribbon. It's pretty cool looking. I know you're saying, I don't usually use money. I, see, that's the funny thing about that story to me is I don't use paper money anymore. 98% of my transactions are cash. Maybe 1%, or not cash, but credit or debit, electronic. Uh, maybe 1% is check and maybe 1% is cash. So cash in on the housing rebound. Take a look around. There's very little inventory, probably, in your neck of the woods. Depends on your neck of the woods. I don't know all markets. That's the kind of thing that makes a show like this almost stupid. I haven't been to Walnut Creek in years. I don't know if they've built 10,000 apartment units. So for me to say, yeah, real estate looks good, it would take a lot of studying for me to say that statement. So six years after the housing bust, home prices are doing nice. Sales are moving along well. Real estate analysis is getting pretty popular. People are talking about how much money they made at Starbucks. You recently heard me talk about how I can't believe what someone paid for a house on my street. I can't believe it. Home sales in Sacramento have been brisk. Home sales in California have been brisk. Now, again, depends on where you are. Right? So price your home right if you want to sell it. It'll move quicker. You'll avoid frustration of reducing the price, which is psychologically brutal on people. Pay for an appraisal. Pay for a home inspection. It's smart to look at the competition. Make it stand out. People are chasing the nicer properties. Buyers love a home that's move-in ready. They love the granite countertops. I say don't spend a lot of money on your kitchen because you start to limit. You start to eliminate potential buyers. You always want to weigh the offers because there's multiple offers on homes at this point in time. So if you know the seller's weighing offers, you better make your offer as heavy as possible. You know, and if your offer doesn't get accepted, go out of your way to say, look, I know my offer didn't get accepted, but can you please tell the owners if their other offer falls through, I'm in. I'm still there. You know, when you're on the buying side, the more cash, the better. You want to be pre-approved on anything that you could be lending. You want to adapt because it's competitive out there. There's a lot of people. So maybe you say, instead of looking for the cutest house, I'm looking for a fixer-upper. Instead of saying, I'm looking for a fixer-upper, you're maybe saying, I'm looking for, you know, instead of a five-mile radius, maybe a 10-mile radius. And again, that offer on your side, know that there's a lot of competition out there. You're probably not going to get it with 5% down. You're probably not. So home equity lending is on the rise again, which is interesting. So you own a home. You know, how can you cash in? One of the nicer things about owning a home is once you've built some equity, you could sell the property without really selling it. You could take equity out of the home. Now, I don't recommend that you do that to go on vacation, but if you were to take equity out of the home to buy a rental property, I'd consider it. So I don't recommend taking equity out for remodels 
and I don't recommend taking equity out for uh, new cars and vacations. So tap into your equity, I think, sometimes can make a lot of sense. But do it to a comfort level that you're okay with. Um, I think in general, when you're dealing with real estate, know your credit score is really important. You want a credit score of at least 700, 720. To get the best rates, you need 760 to 780. So whether you're buying or whether you own the place and you want to do a home equity line of credit, your credit score is important. So never miss a mortgage payment. Ever, never, ever, never. It is a, a killer. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Equities are pressured today. Cisco and Walmart particularly representing one, the enterprise, the other, the consumer. Not doing great, especially the low-end consumer. Even though retail sales were pretty good this week, Walmart comes on and says, not for us. Ten-year treasury is at the highest level since August 2011. So that's interesting. Two-year highs, like I said. Market will have to digest that. You can find me online, robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can email me, rob at robblack.com. SP 500 is down 24, the NASDAQ is down 62, the is down 224. Take a break here. We'll come back. Got a seminar coming up in Los Gatos in about a month from now. More about that at robblack.com. First Century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Excuse me. Oh, in mackerel. It's time to do a show, right? <clears throat> Gotta work on that. To get your calls in there, it's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 Quick piece of data for you. A college student alleges that members of Best Buy's Geek Squad took racy photos off her computer and posted them online. The only way you can keep your photos and your data safe is your own thumb drive. I don't know if I would ever turn over my computer with those files to anyone to work on my computer. But again, it shows you the 21st century, right? Um, it shows you that Facebook is dangerous as much as your credit report is dangerous. As an employer or a college, or a landlord, or a homeowner who's selling their home, they can all look at your credit, see what you've done well, see what you've done poorly, how much you make, how many jobs you've had, how many places you've lived. So I think we're going to have to see legislation at some point in time to limit this, but it's crazy how much information is out there. So volunteering it to people, I think, just makes no sense at all. 
Starbucks is out there today, and they want customers to pay more for coffee. They're expanding its reserve line to 500 stores. The upscale line is described as rare and exotic, small batch, single origin. There's more than 40 reserve varieties offered at stores. The upscale coffee experience comes at a price. The average reserve brew cup costs $265 compared to $1.85 for regular. One strain of the coffee, the Costa Rica Finca Pomolera, costs $7 a cup. So that's one way businesses are able to get higher ticket sales. Obviously, but you know that. One number from Walmart shows how much better America is doing than the rest of the world. Walmart came out with some pretty stinky numbers on a blended number. But operating income in the U.S. grew 5.2%, international down 1.3%. That's of note. So it tells you what a lot of people are shopping for out in the world. Walmart missed their earnings expectations. They slashed their guidance. This is a biggie. In large part, Walmart represents lower income, low, lower middle income as well. Retail environment, and this is the quote, the retail environment remains challenging in the U.S. and our international markets as customers are cautious in their spending. Net sales in the first six months were below expectations. So that's not, you know, Riding in, like, the Calvary. David Einhorn dumped Microsoft in the second quarter and bought a bunch of Rite Aid stock. You know what's interesting about Rite Aid? Um, Rite Aid, CVS, Walgreens, they all have this Obamacare thing coming up next year, the Affordable Health Care Act. And a lot of us are going to be going and filling prescriptions, and when we're there, we're like, ooh, I could use a soda. Poke me up, make me strong. Ooh. I could use a, a diet shake. Doctor said I should lose some weight. So I like the theory. I'm not saying I know squadoosh about Rite Aid. I haven't looked at the stock in years. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a look at the market numbers, shall we? We have the S P 500 down 23. We have the Dow down 216. The Nasdaq down 60. Walmart's earnings, I think, are showing you that the weak part of our economy is getting weaker. That doesn't mean the mid part or the upper part, but it does show you that. This was a year where we're paying higher payroll taxes, and I think the lower-paid Americans feel that extremely. We're paying higher than last year, but we're not paying – it's not like we have never paid these taxes before. Home builder confidence hits an eight-year high, or just near an eight-year high. The 10-year treasury, I think, is the story of the day. Hitting 2.79 this morning. It's now sitting at 2.78. So short-term borrowing is getting a little bit more expensive. Now, we've been in this area two times in the last year. We're there again now, but we're actually slightly above it. So we're in new territory. We're in two-year territory. This is where we were about two years ago. It's very interesting. Gold's down seven dollars at thirteen twenty-six. Oil's down fractions. The best sector of the day: energy. Out of the ten sectors on the S&P 500, Big Blue is within a buck of its fifty-two-week low. Now, some people will say 
good. Some people will say, I don't get why you're telling me this. Um, it's a member of the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. Thus, I believe it's pertinent to talk about. Um, I think it could provide some upside when you're at a 52-week low for such a period of time. Let's pull up IBM and take a look at some of the valuations. Now, their business is problematic, to say the least. It's trading at $186. I probably just scared some people. 52-week high of 215. Now, there's no doubt that it had a great run from October of last year until April of this year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average did, too. So this is kind of what we're seeing. We're pulling off highs as some stocks are starting to cool a little bit. Now, the big question is, is IBM going to be usurped by online companies, cloud companies? IBM doesn't really sell what they used to. They're more of a services company. You know, they've sold off a lot of their hardware divisions. But it does, I mean, it makes you scratch your head. If you're not scratching your head on that one, I don't know what makes you scratch your head. So there's some new f- news on Apple. A lot of people are expecting product on September 10th. So we're less than one week away, what, less than one month away on this. Um, a lot of people are looking at Cisco as the other big tell today on Wall Street. Walmart, lower income America struggling, world struggling to gain any sort of traction with sales or income. With the latest round of layoffs at Cisco, industry experts are starting to say John Chambers has to go. Cisco stemmed the tech world yesterday when it said it was firing 4,000 more people, even though it reported a solid quarter. Cisco hasn't really said which businesses are going to feel the brunt of it. You know, they just bought a company, Sourcefire, so they're probably safe for now. But Cisco's second layoff this year. It's been trimming people steadily since 2011, becoming a smaller company. The ongoing layoffs are not surprising. It's really an amalgamation of companies that they acquired going back to the 1990s. So a lot of people now want John Chambers to go. Can we compel him to go? No. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. Cisco is a growth through acquisitions company. What they need now is an efficiency expert. It's facing a lot of smaller competitors that react quicker and offer products that cost less. It's time for them to change management. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. How about job ideas that I think you can push your kids into or you can say, it's time for me to change. 
you're working for a company and you're not happy with your position, you're answering phones, you're kind of a task runner, consider taking an accounting course. Annual accountant salaries start median at 63000 When you're good, you're at 120000 Careers in accounting are impacting the early stages of the recent recession, but they're now bouncing back stronger than ever. 190,000 new jobs being created from 2010 to 20, 16% growth. There's high demand. If you want to pursue a career as an accountant, you'll need a bachelor's degree in accounting or a related subject. Depending on the employer, the Department of Labor says that some prefer to hire applicants with a master's degree in accounting. Consider it. Software developer, a big one as well. Projected growth is 30%, 270,000 added jobs. This is a lot of stuff that you could teach your own. But what you probably want to do, software developers usually have a bachelor's degree in things like computer science or engineering or related field. You have to have some programming skills. If you have a kid today, send them to programming camp. I know, they're starting to crop up, but if you don't, if you're a programmer, consider start starting programmer camps. Nursing industry not going away. It's going to add 711,000 jobs between 2010 and 2020, 26% growth. There's usually three paths to becoming a registered nurse, associates in nursing, a bachelor's in science in nursing, or a diploma from an approved nursing program. You'll need to be licensed. Database administrator, huge growth, $120,000 salary. Now, if you're in, like, Oklahoma City, it's going to be more like 77000 Bachelor's degree in information or computer-based subjects. Most have a bachelor's in management information systems. Personal financial advisor. CFP Chadbert is in this industry. You need a bachelor's degree. Degrees in financing, accounting, business, economics, mathematics. They're all good. Um, another career that's got some great growth is, you know, health service manager. You can make $150,000 easily. Prospective health and health care service managers have a bachelor's degree in health administration. Um, areas like health services, public health, long-term care, public administration, business administration, master's degrees are common. So those are some degrees and some careers that you could start doing nighttime. So I highly recommend, someone emailed me this week and said, what sports might kid play? And I said, whatever sport he loves first. But if you could lean them towards volleyball, there's a lot more scholarships available for volleyball players than football or baseball players. Um, what should you study? Civil engineering, accounting, computer science, health service administration, business administration. Those are all pretty good places to start, in my opinion. Each calls and air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, the mortgage market's going to be interesting because the 10-year treasury started to move higher. Now might be a good time to lock in if you have been playing this game for a little bit because rates should follow higher in the next couple of weeks as the 10-year treasury moves. I think stocks are going to rise in the next 18 months from these levels. I don't know where they're going to go in the next 18 days. So I want you to be aware 
that there's a lot of people out there who think the market's going to have a massive correction in September or October. I've had emails like, I'm just going to wait to put money to work. A strong stock market and the rebound in home prices means that household wealth has increased. That could create some you know, blowout from the pent-up demand for vehicles and homes. Um, the economy has held up respectfully, respectably, in the face of higher taxes and spending cuts. The rise in health care costs has slowly, uh, slowed significantly. We're getting more energy independence in the United States. The supply of cheap natural gas is sparking new manufacturing. Baby boomers are going to put more money into stocks than anticipated as they try to meet their retirement needs. So those are some of the reasons I think the market goes higher. I think two years from now, Federal Mogul will be higher. I think Ford and GM will do well. I think a lot of housing stocks are going to be doing nicely. I think Howard Hughes, they own valuable properties in Honolulu, Houston, and New York City. Ticker symbol HHC. I think Bank of America does well. I think a lot of banks do well. Now, keep in mind that there's a... I'm not going to say a witch hunt because that makes me sound like I'm anti what's going on here. But there's an investigation into the trading well of J.P. Morgan that will likely continue to keep some people um, handcuffed, maybe literally handcuffed, but business-wise handcuffed in the banking industry. Um, I saw an awesome, awesome photo come out of China. (laughs) It's the Chinese zoo. They've got an African lion, which is really a dog. <laughs> That's that sums up China really, really well. It's a Tibetan mastiff, a large and long-haired breed of dogs. This is absolute cheating people. They're trying to disguise dogs as lions. Some other species at the Chinese zoo, incorrectly included, two rodents in a snake's cage, a white fox in leopard's den. And another dog in a wolf pen. Um, I don't know. I find that funny. That sums up China on, yeah, you're getting amazing growth, but some of it's kind of surreal. Egypt is really problematic at this point in time. People are going about their days and their lives and the economy is working, and yet people are very unhappy with the regime. You can find me online at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Call the show. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The NFL is going to crack down on excessive celebrations this year. I so don't understand that. Twitter me, Rob Black Show. Twitter me, Rob Black Show. Um, yeah, we'll talk about what's happening in the markets. A little bit more on college degrees, a little bit more on you know, typically big down days like these. You see a small intraday bounce, and then it pulls back in the last 60 to 90 minutes of trading. Tesla's being bought while the market's being sold. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hopefully. Um, this is a show really focused on your retirement. It's not always going to work out that you get to retirement. Most people won't. So maybe this show is also a show that's going to try to get you to retirement or close and maybe work longer than you need to. Maybe work longer than you want to is the right way of saying that. I don't think you have any choice. I don't think Social Security is enough. It'll cover maybe medical care costs that are not high-quality medical care costs. So it's on you. Now, you can go out and be a firefighter or a cop or you could be a teacher and get a pension. You can go out and start a business. There's a lot of things you can do. You don't have to settle for those of you who are under 30 or living at home, you're losing very critical years of your life. Those of you who are 30 to 40 haven't saved, you're probably going to work till the day you die. So lots of stocks and news today. And what I mean by that, Cisco, Enterprise, Bank of America's lower, Ford's lower, Facebook lower. And then you get like um, gold miners a little bit higher, Petrobras, petroleum company higher, J.C. Penney's higher. Um, a lot of winners recently have turned into short-term losers. Pulte Group higher, though. Uh, they're having a tough time of it, all things considered, but the home builders said this morning, eight-year high on confidence. Now, you go back to last October, this was a $15 stock, then it became a $25 stock, and now it's pulled all the way back to a $15 stock. So the home builders had a very rough run of it recently. Dow sliding 200 points, that's pretty dramatic, Right? It feels that way, but let's face it, it's into the summer. There's not a lot of earnings right now. We just came out of a pretty good earnings season. Four years after the recession's end, industrial production still hasn't caught up. Google, Priceline, and MasterCard all seem to be caught in a race to $1,000 a share. I know, you're saying, that's not really news, is it? Stock splits are becoming less commonplace, and share prices are reaching record levels. There's a shift in how companies view exposure to retail investors. They almost don't want the retail investor. The highest-priced S&P 500 stock and the most likely to become the first to break the $1,000 a share. Is it going to be Priceline? Hitting 9.94 recently. Now, that's kind of bogus because they did a 6-for-1 reverse stock split, but I guess it's not because it's still $930 today. Right? Google, 
I reported earlier this morning, they've come up with a technology, which is pretty cool. It's a satellite technology that can get you one gigabit per second downloads. Um, you can't ignore that. You can't. If you're a cable company, you are freaked out of your mind what's going on right happen, right now. So there's a drone that delivers beer, which is probably the best news I've heard in a while. I know you're saying, really? Yeah. People are making drones that can deliver just about anything. Um, big company into drones is Boeing. So let's keep an eyeball on Boeing in the future. And again, delivering beer. I know you're saying, well, I don't really like that idea. I kind of do. Um, you know, unmanned aerial vehicle that can deliver cold beers to concert goers via parachute and plastic cup. Beer delivery robots not alone in the drone industry right now. Dry cleaning. How about medicines if you live way out in the boonies? So we'll figure this out. But that story's not going away. Um, other stories of note in the world of technology. China Mobile CEO said his firm wants to carry the iPhone, but that technological challenges remain. That will probably create an up opportunity in shares of Apple. Apple had a very good week this week with Carl Icahn basically saying it looks cheap. Microsoft has combined the motion system connect with projectors, meaning that you can turn any flat surface into a touchscreen. Microsoft is building its own processors based on in-house designs. It's building them for the Kinect. Microsoft has hired an executive from online game store, Steam, to run its gaming for Windows division, signaling renewed interest in PC games. Um, a co-founder of the Bleacher Report, which is kind of a, a male-dominant website, has raised $6.5 million to launch a new publication for a woman website. And people are mad at him. And I don't quite get that. Um, so Bleacher Report, um, Bustle.com is going to be the new women's website. He's going to hire professional up-and-coming designers and experts that the women might want. Um, and people are like, no, that's not good. I don't know. I don't read too much into those kind of things. Um, John Chambers has been with Cisco a very long time, since the 90s. He did a lot of acquisitions, and now he's starting to fire a lot of people. He announced yesterday 4,000 more employees are going to be fired. Are you saying right-sizing the company? I don't know. I could tell that when you do acquire a lot of people, sometimes you acquire a lot of, you know, vice president of media communication, and some jobs become redundant. Roku is more popular now than the Apple TV in the United States. It's the most popular streaming box in the United States. Um, the study that came from Park Associates says 37% of households that have streaming media player use Roku as their primary device. 24% use the Apple TV. The rest is amalgamated with boxy and smart TVs, streaming apps like Netflix. Roku is a better overall device, in my opinion, than Apple TV. I have both. Um, Roku 3 has a special remote that has a headphone jack in it so you can listen to your TV without your partner, like, getting mad at you. 
It's got a wider selection of streaming apps than Apple TV has. The downside to Roku doesn't have an AirPlay-like feature that lets you beam content from your smartphone, tablet, or computer to your TV, which is a killer feature that both Apple and Google's newest Chromecast have. The Roku doesn't have an AirPlay-like function that lets you beam content from your smartphone, and that's gonna, that'll have to be changed. So... Roku recently did send out an update that lets you beam videos and photos in your phone's camera roll to your TV. It's not as useful as beaming films and TV shows you own, but it's still better than what Roku offered before. So innovation is happening pretty fast and pretty furious in the world of technology. I like the world of tech. Oftentimes say that's the one thing I'm going to miss when I die. Um, and there is a debate out there that cable companies are going to go out of business because content has become so expensive for them to acquire and that content's available elsewhere. Like, if you like baseball, you can get the MLB package on Roku and watch all the games. So maybe you just watch baseball all year. I know that doesn't sound appropriate, but maybe. So HBO is dying to unbundle from cable but they don't want to unbundle too soon, so they're kind of playing the game as correctly as they can. Um, 800-516-1220. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. If you get a chance, uh, Tesla owner Elon Musk has also owns a company called SpaceX. It's doing stuff that is pretty cool. Uh, back in early July, the company released a video of one of the rocket launches and how it moves sideways it, to return to its original path if it gets off path. It's a pretty neat video. So go Google, uh, you know, Tesla rock, uh, SpaceX rocket launch. Um, I think it'll kind of blow your mind. It's pretty cool. So a couple things that I, I believe the biggest enemy of getting wealthy is, is delaying. Um, doubt, not not rediversifying, like you buy one thing and then you continue to hold on to it and don't think about other things. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. i got a good big event coming up in Los Gatos. It's a retirement workshop with CFP Chad Burton. It's coming up in September, so nothing for about a month. But then September 12th, second Thursday of the month, it's the Toll House Hotel, which is interestingly a hotel that's made out of cookies. I know. Great location, great restaurant on site. Los Gatos, downtown Los Gatos. If you've never been, it's worth the trip. So, back to John Chambers. By cutting 4,000 more people, Cisco will have cut 12,000 jobs in two years. That is not the sign of growth, that is the sign of managing and trimming expenses to hit your earnings. Get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Here's Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Talk sometimes about because it's caught by the cough virus. 
We'll talk about gadgets and phones and stock prices. But there's vehicles that you can put stock into or mutual funds or exchange-traded funds. One of my favorites is the Roth IRA. It won't reduce your tax bill this year. Roths are funded with after-tax dollars. So let's say for your birthday you get a $500 from family members or something like that. Sock it away into your Roth IRA. Once you're 59 and a half and you've owned the Roth for at least five years, withdrawals are tax and penalty-free. That's not the case with 401ks and IRAs. I want to buy a big RV when I retire. And when I do that, I'd rather it come from my Roth IRA than from my regular 401k because I won't pay taxes on a $100,000 purchase. Whereas with 401k, if I pull out 100000 I have to pay taxes on that. So I could really probably only pull out 78000 because I'll probably be taxed 32 33% on 100000 right? In 2013, you can contribute up to 5500 to a Roth or 6500 if you're 50 or older. You can invest in both a Roth IRA and a 401k. And if you can afford to do both, you should. But above all, be sure to take advantage of any employer match on 401k. It's a great way to accumulate money. It's a great way to leave money to your heirs. They offer estate planning benefits for older savers who have other sources of retirement income. With traditional IRAs and generally with 401ks, you've got to take an a annual minimum. Roths have no required withdrawals. People who can afford to leave money to their children are often ineligible to contribute to a Roth. In 2013, married couples who follow jointly can contribute the maximum to a Roth if their modified adjusted gross income is less than 178000 That stinks, right? If you're a single taxpayer, your modified adjusted gross Gross income has to be 112000 to contribute. That's the catch. So I like the Roth if you fall into the availability of it. It's a great savings tool. And if you want to do a Roth 401k at work, if it's offered, or 403b or 457, some people like splitting the money between a 401k and a 403b so that it gives you options to pull income out later in life that's taxed and often pull income out when you need more money that's not taxed via the Roth. One thing we all need to do better of is budgeting. I'm guilty of this, too. And what I mean by that is I'll go on a vacation that is meant to be a getaway where I don't really plug in, and the next thing you know, I'm doing crazy things. You know, I'm getting expensive meals. I'm going shark, swimming with sharks. Like, I don't know. It's just we all got to be better about our budget. So you have to have checkpoints. I'm still on the road to retirement. I like where I'm at. Keep in mind that you may say, I need $40,000 a year in income when I'm retired. That means you need a million dollars. If you want... $2 million, that will get you 80000 to 95000 Basically, that will last you from age 65 to 92, 93. Wimbledon champion Marion Bartoli decided to retire, saying she could no longer deal with the continuous pain. 28 years old, right? 
I bring this up because she's won Wimbledon, and her career is basically over. Now, she's going to have opportunities that include, you know, uh, marketing, that include uh, sponsors. She'll probably, you know, be a tennis pro for a lot of her life. But she's done working, and that could be you. Let's put it another way. Let's say you're playing in the yard today, and drunk driver creams in the yard and clips you and happens to have no money. You're done. I mean, your disability, your ability to earn income's over. That's why you need disability insurance. I highly recommend disability insurance. You could be walking down the street today and suffer a stroke. You could have been a ticking time bomb. It was eventually going to happen, and guess what? It did. So today, not a good day on Wall Street, unless you're putting money into your 401k. Right? Down markets is a good thing if you're an investor. Down markets is a horrible thing if you need the money in the short term like a retiree does or like someone who's speculating. I don't speculate, so I'm actually doing pretty good. Carl Icahn's having an amazing year. Good golly, he's doing everything right. Apple's already surged 7% since he took his large stake in the company. His shares of CVR Energy have more than doubled since he first picked it up. His shares of um, Icon Enterprises, that's IEP, are up 8% so far this year. His bet on Herbalife has worked out well. His bet on Netflix, he took a 10% stake in the company last October and basically has watched that triple. So he's made billions of dollars on that. Got a big event coming up in Los Gatos at the Toll House Hotel. It's a retirement planning workshop. Everyone needs to consider it, in large part because everyone's going to retire. If you're nowhere near retiring, consider it for your children or for your adults, your parents. Start learning about this stuff. It's not fun, but it's critically important. A podcast of the show is available at kdow.biz. Best show on KDO, in my opinion, right now is the CFP Chad Burton Show from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock, Monday through Fridays. It's a lot of work into it. It's quite polished. Take a break here. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Talk to you tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the financial experts at U.S. News & World Report, one of the best podcasts is locally grown. AM 1220 KDOW is home for Rob Black and your money. Weekday mornings at 7. Now you can take Rob. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.